the Nick Town of Morning Show. I want to welcome in KGHL's Taylor Brown. He was on the uh, Chamber Egg Flood Tour. That was last uh, Wednesday the 3rd, and Taylor joining me. Good uh, Monday morning. Hey, good morning, Nick. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, did it start out in Carbon County? Is that right? Yeah, the uh, started in Billings. It was the Billings Chamber. We started at Public Auction Yards. That's where we headed out from there and uh, had about 50 people on the tour last Wednesday. About 50 people. Um, what, what was kind of the objective of this, Taylor? I don't believe we've ever done anything like this. You're absolutely right, Nick. Uh, uh, the Billings Chamber, of course, uh, the Ag Committee does tours, and they do ag tours, but they've never done an ag flood tour. And, uh, and so it was something kind of unusual. We had a great ag tour, by the way, a month or so ago over in uh, Bighorn County okay. uh, prior to the, the flooding. But but this one was designed strictly to look at the flood situation down there and to get uh, local and state leaders together and community members and media to raise awareness about the drastic effects of those floods down there in, on the Clark's Fork and the Rock Creek and in the Stillwater. Yeah, what did you see, Taylor? What stuck out to you? Well, the I think the... the one of the key things about it was we had the right people there. We had uh, we had the uh, we had Maureen Wicks, who's the brand new state FSA director. She's uh, she's only been executive director for like less than a month, and and she was there in person to see it. And we had Tom Watson, who's the state conservationist for the Natural Resource Conservation Service, and and uh, Les Rispens, who's the uh, the state program director. So we had the right people there that can get the tools to to people. So it was it was important that they see it. You know, it's important that they see it and understand what's going on here and what's on the ground. Um, and we just saw devastation, Nick. I mean, I mean, of course, you know that my family went through that lodgepole fire five years ago. That's and right. I, after looking at that, I said to myself, I will take a fire any day over what those people went through. Because when, when the water finally recedes and things start to dry out, it's just a mess. I mean, imagine, imagine your house uh, and your yard with six to eight feet of gravel and rocks and boulders covering everything. You know, where do you start? And not just yeah. your house. Then if you had 10 acres, all of that is covered. Your whole calving pasture is just covered in rocks and boulders and, and pieces of pipe and car parts and trash. And you can't hardly drive through because you don't know what you're going to hit. Uh, so it was, it's just a mess for those people. And, and we heard some of their stories. We got to see feedlots that were just completely wiped out, that the flood went right through the middle of their feedlot and just took everything with them. Uh, we were on Danny Dorval's cattle operation there at Fromberg. Uh, uh, he's got a feedlot to rebuild. And Chris Scarupa, just a little bit up the river from him there near Bridger. And uh, Chris is the same way. Uh, his devastation's more in his fields and his pasture, but it was right in his house. Chris is one that it, it came right to the steps of his house. So his neighbors were there, Nick, and they told that story. Fifteen or twenty neighbors is sandbag and putting sandbags sure. up. Got sandbags up or all all around the house, and the water kept coming up and coming up. And now it started coming over the sandbags, and the house is right there. So his wife said, uh, "She said I'm still going through uh, PTSD because the, yeah. one of the moments in her mind was when she told the kids, you don't have to take your shoes off anymore in the house.'" Yeah. Because now we've got the dogs, the cats, the chickens, everybody's in the house. Yep. And then she gave me each a box and said, take this box to your bedroom and, and, and bring back what you want to take with you. <laughs> Whatever you want to save. It was just, yeah. it was just heartrending what we saw. Neighbors helping neighbors though, huh, Taylor? Well, it, that is the thing. It's, uh, it, it's somewhat neighbors helping neighbors, but it's so much bigger than what your neighbors can do. I mean, they need, okay. they need, uh, you know, the federal government has to step in here and the, and the government has programs, but the problem is they're so different. Like just for example, the emergency conservation program is for rehabilitation of, from a disaster. Okay. That's great. Much, much of it qualifies for that. But there's, there's also the equip program, which is only for replacement of conservation practices. 
Okay, well, what if I've got like miles of gated pipe or irrigation systems or hay feeders or destroyed? What is there for that? The answer is nothing. There's nothing to help re- replace your tools. Like in our case, in our fire, there's nothing to replace fencing or wells or tanks. Those are just destroyed. And there, there's a uh, emergency water protection program that helps protect an asset that's still at risk. Well, that'd be good for some of those irrigation ditches. There's the livestock assistance program, the emergency livestock assistance program, which is for those cattle that are out of feed on Rock Creek. That would help them. But there's nothing for, for like, like I say, for tools. However... The thing we came out of that with is there's lots of uh, people donating money. You've talked about some this morning. There's still ongoing fundraisers going on right now. That money will be available for things like that that aren't covered by any other thing. So we just urge them to make good records, keep good documentation, because people are given just cash. Now, the trick is you got to get your application into the right place to let them know this doesn't qualify for any of the programs I just mentioned. Sure. So I, I need help with that. And, but it's so frustrating. Yeah, and we'll just wrap it up. Any final thoughts on it, Taylor? Are they going to do another one, maybe go back and see the revitalization of it in a year or so? Or Well, well, this group won't. Success. I mean, our, our, our purpose was to, to, to raise awareness. We had, it was thanks to KTVQ, thanks to uh, Color 8. Uh, there were several of us from KGHL and Northern Ag Network on there. But, but this purpose was, uh, is done, I think, for this particular tour. It was to raise awareness and get the focus. Now, uh, so this group won't go back. But, but I just have to emphasize that the, what these people are going through, they – they need help, and they don't know where to turn. And right now, harvest is starting, so they've got to get out. They can't. They got to stop pulling the boulders out of their parking Basement. lot, yeah. and they got to go. They got to go try to put up what corn they have. And one guy had every field but one was damaged by the flood. I mean, it's just horrific. I, I did have one, just a couple of quick numbers for. I just might pass on to you when the Rock Creek. Rock Creek is the creek that comes out above Red Lodge. You know, main the fork. Ditch, yeah, it comes out above Red, the ditch. I mean, comes out above and right above town, right along the ridge there on the south side of town, way up high. It comes and then comes down over that bench and distributes clear down to the Clark Fork. Just the Rock Creek ditch, just just Rock Creek itself, they said there's probably uh, about uh, 3,300 acres of alfalfa hay that will be at a value of about a million dollars that won't get to harvested. Grazing, about 2,065 acres of grazing, 520 uh, animal units, probably $124,000 impact there. For corn, they've got 130 acres of, of uh of 80 bushel corn, that's probably $62,000 lost. And finally, for sugar beets, they've got about 33 bushels of 30-ton sugar beets. That'll be a loss of 44000 So just Rock Creek, just that little ditch that flows right above Red Lodge, that little ditch there, about $1.2 million. It's just, it's just horrendous, the devastation, Nick. All right. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks to those that were able to uh, make it on the uh, tour and and uh, we'll continue through the dog days. Absolutely. Thanks to the Billings Chamber and the Chamber Ag Committee for putting it together. All righty. Again, Taylor Brown, that was, uh, well, just about uh, six, seven days ago, the Chamber Ag Flood Tour with the Billings Chamber of Commerce. All right, 729, we'll get to a few events. We got uh, Out and About up next.